for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Wednesday, July 22nd, 2015. This is episode 163 of Tag the Androids. Every week, Wednesday evening now. TagTheAndroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. That's Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, Eric? Not much, Matt. Just uh, basking in the warm glow of uh, Android news. It is a warm, radiant glow indeed. A lot of Android news to cover today. Also joining us, help us cover all that stuff, Joey Kelly. From Maine, where apparently kids can just buy e-cigs. What's up, Joey? <laughs> okay, there's your pre-show reference that no one's ever going to get. Uh, things are good up here in the Pine Tree State. Uh, it's actually been a very warm day today, almost 80 degrees. And uh, apparently it's almost as warm as it is in Matt's house, where he's apparently on the face of the sun. <laughs> it feels that bright. I'll tell you what, it's hard being a star. When the sun shines. Uh, let's start things off. Sony's Android concept. Who's excited about Sony phones still? Anyone? Does anyone uh, rage on Sony phones? They're they're decent. They're nice phones. I see them around every once in a while, but they don't seem like exceptionally popular. The, the one I really always remembered seeing was the one that had the controller, like the slide-out controller. Other than that, I haven't really mm. s- seen very many. Remember the I one that had the uh, light bar in it? That was kind of yeah, popular yeah. for like a split second. My pink Vio had the light bar in it. Very exciting. I I don't know. I think I seem to see Samsungs. I see a lot of Samsungs, a lot of LGs on the low end, um, and a mix of Motorola's. I don't recall ever seeing anybody with a Sony phone. It may just be because I didn't notice. It's possible. I have actually been seeing more... Uh, Droid Turbos and Moto X first and second gens lately, uh, just among people I know, which is interesting. I don't know if they're just like copying the phone I got or they just went with that choice. Because like Joey said, usually normal people have the Samsungs and I guess LGs. Uh, yeah. Well, the LGs are generally cheaper. So you see those on like your prepaids. Sure. Um, you know, there's a huge, huge prepaid movement up here. People that just don't want to buy buy into a contract so they get, you know, whatever cheap burner phone is is being offered at Walmart. <laughs> Those are good phones. Good phones, especially if you need a bunch of burner phones for cheap. Uh, Sony says the goal is to develop new software from the ground up, meaning no additional Google Play apps like YouTube on the test build, just the core Google communication software, and, of course, Sony's stack of custom apps like Camera and Music and Xperia Lounge. Was that like Tinder? Like, I'm going to go hang out in the Xperia Lounge and troll some tail. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I see you have a Sony. I also have a Sony. Let's bump. <laughs> pretty, pretty virtual girls come up and sit next to you at the bar. Virtually. <laughs> Virtually um, never happens in the real world. <laughs> Weird. Well, folks, here we go. In 2015, Sony has introduced Leisure Suit Larry for the Android. Congratulations. It's best paired with the Oculus Rift. So they say, it seems odd that they would strip out the Google apps. Um, I mean, I know it's just for their it's just for the testing phase, but um, I mean, if they're really trying to develop sort of like their new experience, you know, probably something similar to Motorola, where it's skin but not skin, sort of has a few extra features. Um, it seems odd that you would you would strip out the thing that people probably use on a daily basis and that you probably want to make sure that you're not interfering with. Um, I'm one other interesting thing. Cause I was thinking back to uh, previous shows. Uh, I think we talked about this back towards the beginning of the year that Sony's not really doing that well in the uh, smartphone business. Um, in that they were expected to report a loss in the billions um, for uh, fiscal year 2014. So, I, so I mean, it's a possible spinoff of a division, maybe, or be picked up by another 
name? Uh, maybe I. It sounded like uh, you know Sony um, when uh, when asked about it, uh, the CEO said that you know they needed to stay in the smartphone market um, to maintain other business relationships, and then they they also wanted to make sure that they still had their foot in the door for like mobile technology, um, so that way they could you know pair it with their other um, electronic offerings. So it could be that this is you know. This is a, uh, a, a a section of their business that's just going to be, um, you know, operating at a loss. Yeah. Well, for what it's worth, I mean, I for, for me, I don't think about Sony as a technology company when I go and make a decision based upon brand. Um, I mean, they offer laptops, they offer gaming consoles, the PS whatever series. Um, you know, they, they offer all these different electronics, TVs and whatnot, but I don't think of Sony as a as a brand when I go, oh, I've got to get the new XYZ brand thing. It just doesn't just doesn't occur to me. I don't know why. No, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of them. I have um, – <clears throat> I'm staring at a Sony Bravia TV on my wall. I have another Sony TV in my other room, Sony soundbar. PS4, PS3. Um, I actually have quite a few Sony products in the house, um, and I've used their phones. I used one of the uh, Xperia phones, then I used another model that um, I think was only really released in Asia, but it's similar to the other Xperia models. They're nice. They're actually they're solid phones. They're uh, pretty good phones. I just don't. I don't think there's anything compelling about them, and they don't have the. Uh, they don't have the name recognition when it comes to somebody walking into a mobile store, and that's the that's the big problem. They were probably trying to they were probably hoping they could capitalize on their popularity of like the PlayStation and things like that, but that has yeah. not been the case. Well, and not even oh, that. Cool. Like the the thing I always thought about with Sony was cameras, cameras, main displays, Walkmans, you know, but mm. mainly cameras, and that's if they could get the recognition on their smartphone market as they got on their cameras. Like they would be great. They had a great Wrong answer. Yeah, they, they had a great reputation over. for using good lenses and making really good, decently priced cameras. Like that Sony Cybershot three two way back in the day was the best camera you could get for how much it was and what it did. No, you don't yeah, think so? Now they're they they just they got passed by. Well, yeah, not um, now. I'm just saying, like, if they could have the recognition they used to have with their cameras and their Walkmans and all that, like, they were a loved company ever since the PlayStation hacks, and, like, it's been a PR nightmare ever since, and I think they're really struggling uh, against that. I, I think, well, I think their camera market's doing well. I, I mean, they're, um, like, my wife has the Sony, uh, one of the mirrorless uh, DSLRs, Um it's an excellent camera. Mirrorless. And, uh, I don't know if you guys know Trey Ratcliffe. Um, he's a pretty popular photographer. He loves the Sony, um, the Sony DSLRs uh, because they're they're like super thin because they don't have any of the mirrors in them. Um, I think like Google and Google. Jesus, I think Sony like they they've been able to find at least some marginal success in all these different um, like markets, but they. For some reason, they cannot crack the uh, the smartphone market. Well, I mean, for what it's worth, also by the way, we should mention that this uh, preview technology with the stripped down Android experience is only in Sweden. So perhaps they are saying, okay, we're going to retreat from the North American market because we obviously haven't won there. Um, we're going to focus on the European market, and for some reason, they picked Sweden. I don't know why, um, but maybe they want to become the big company in Sweden. Got me. A good test you bed. You can still get to the website. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. I was just going to say, Sweden's a good test bed. They're all very technological you know, people there. They have really great infrastructure. I, I don't know. If I was a tech company and I wanted to pick a country to test on, Sweden would probably be at the top of my list, too. It's possible that they just have, you know, Sweden couldn't be a, could be a country where they've been moderately successful in getting their hardware out right. there. Also, um, so it has enough users to actually do something. And they're saying also some clarification uh, that the stripped down version of Sony software that doesn't have Google Play apps that's only limited to the testing phase. So 
it sounds like by that statement that play will be in the end user version. But well, it's interesting hmm. that they they make that distinction because well, it's at well, the very end, like they got a clarification after the fact, right? Like it's like an outline, like clarification. Here's you know this article was updated well, to let you know that. So yeah, I wonder if they could. I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's actually limited where you can't install any of those apps uh, because that's if they're trying to force a user experience to get feedback, then to me it would be you know like. Not not a jailbroken, but like a handicapped or a crippled phone where you couldn't do certain things like installing the Play Store, like installing the Amazon App Store. Because if I'm trying to get feedback, I want to be within my tightly confined you know, set of options. Well, I'm going to go ahead and use that segue. Speaking of crippled phones, uh, Stephen Hawking's giving away 100 millions of dollars in search for extraterrestrial life and using smartphones to do it. Are you even excited? Are you they're using Berkeley Open Infrastructure for network computing, just like that folding at home stuff, folding proteins and, and all that. Uh, and it said it can be downloaded to your Android phones, and you can help power the search for alien life with your phone. So it's powered by data, Wi-Fi data, obviously not uh, 3G or LTE. So it won't chew through your very limited amount of, of data bits. Yeah, I can already feel my phone getting hot in my pocket. Right? This oh, no- contraire. Read through the article. It says... It will not work on the phone's battery, will only work when plugged in, and will only work on Wi-Fi. Which is awesome because... you just because tell me to RTFA, Joey? Who, ch- who... Everyone charges their phones at night when you're not using it. Like, that's a prime time to suck all of that extra processing and Wi-Fi bandwidth on networks that aren't being used. That's a good idea, I think. And by the way, I am so downloading this. Right? Why are they competing with uh, SETI at home? I I thought SETI at home Home already did this, and I thought it was already on mobile. Isn't this the same group? Uh, They say it takes data from two massive telescopes, scan the universe for signals of alien life. You power the app, you allow the telescopes collecting data to be analyzed via crowdsourcing. So, pretty cool. Pretty cool. What's the app called? Hmm. It's called Boink. It's from Space Sciences a Laboratory at UC Berkeley. It's not a good not a good thing. But see they yeah, let you like download this on my spare phone in, that I in the app, at the house and just leave it sitting on a charger. They're letting you in the app choose which project you want to contribute your cycles to. Hmm. So like at home, uh, world community grid, prime grid, Enigma at home, O project at home, the Skynet pogs, asteroids at home, Einstein at home, all that stuff. So that's kind of cool. Hmm. I like one of the comments. It's like, why isn't this installed in everything automatically? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Can't just go automatically installing things on everyone's devices, I suppose. I think that's what the aliens want. <laughs> exactly, because that's how Skynet wants. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, they say we believe that life arose spontaneously on Earth, uh, so in an infinite universe there must be other occurrences of life. He says, I don't have high expectations, but the search itself will teach us quite a bit. We could find something we weren't even looking for, like a giant... Space bowl filled with space dicks. I wasn't looking for that. Said he wasn't looking for that. But there it is. In space. Just waiting for someone to find it. Hey, we found Pluto. That's true. Come on. That's very true. That's still there. Like twice, didn't we? Yeah. It's impressive. It's very nice. I, I like it. I'm down with Pluto. That's good. Will you be down with this, Eric? I need your help. As does your country, and I know you already are a fan of helping your country, so I assume you're the right person for me to come to, to go to, to come on uh, with this. You're going to help a senator decide, a U.S. senator, iPhone or Android. Eric, go. His oh, name, God, is this, is this Lindsey Graham? It's Senator Lindsey Graham. I'm going to say uh, jitterbug. I'm going to give him the write-in option vote, and I'm going to say jitterbug, sir. You need a jitterbug. I'd say we give him that fucking Commodore phone from last show. 
<laughs> and yeah, I don't, I don't know that I want to count you among us, so, Mr. Whatever your name is, if I pronounce that right. The collective Attack of the Androids community would like to recommend you use Windows Phone. We really think you're going to like what they've done with this next iteration where they've inserted all of your NSA backdoors into it. So I think you're really going to like that. I think that would I, – I don't know that that would be good for the country. No? Um, no, I, next thing you know, there's like legislation mandating that everybody – Everyone you know, use Windows yeah. Phone. He's going to be like, this experience was so great. This Xperia was so great. You guys should all be using it. That's right. Oh, goodness. Why doesn't Tinder work on my Windows Phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, so how can, we, how can we let this guy know which phone to use? I think you can tweet him at LindsayGrahamSC on Twitter. Uh, you can just go ahead and at reply him. <laughs> is what? this is this story in the doc? I can't find it. It is. I'm gonna throw it right here in the chat for you, so you have instant I love access to it. I saw this on uh, I saw this on the news yesterday um, at work. And oh, it, and they weren't specifically talking about like you know pick iPhone or Android. I just saw the tweet where he said, well, I guess I'm getting a new phone now. <laughs> derp, derp. Well, The Verge has done us all <laughs> one better and has a poll here with like 4,000 votes so far. What new phone should Lindsey Graham buy? An iPhone? An Android? Windows phone? Blackberry? Motorola StarTac? Ah? A carrier pigeon? I don't think that's a phone. A speaking telegraph or a Microsoft Kin? Where's Ooh, the answer in. for where's the answer for uh, uh, t- uh, CB radio or tin cans on string? Well, I feel like they just went one better and did carrier pigeon and speaking telegraph. I mean, that's your basic tin cans on a string. <laughs> speaking of tin cans on a spring on a string, New Hell on Wheels started. I don't know if you guys watched that show, but pretty exciting. Got my western back. I'm very excited. I'm gonna, oh shit! No, I have not seen that. I'm gonna go ahead Does and vote. Does that mean you walk your apartment wearing a six shooter? Uh, sometimes I'm gonna vote carrier pigeon. <laughs> I feel like I feel Good like you. you should match them up with the era of you know their beliefs and their their the way they they run shit. Carrier what pigeon. What about the owl from Harry Potter? Why isn't that in there? Ooh, because those I are magical. If all the people that voted for BlackBerry and Windows Phone are literally just trolling this. Uh... Yeah, you could say plus or minus literally 3,000 troll votes. Literally. Here's the results but, I mean, so far. If I you're like watching, how Carrier Pigeon is number three. <laughs> if you're watching live at home, we have iPhone 32%, Android 28%, uh, Carrier Pigeon 10%. You're welcome. Uh, Microsoft Kin right under it, 9%, followed by Windows Phone at 8 It's going to be a toss-up between Windows Phone and the Kin. Jesus. Uh, then followed when up when by... dead platform is more popular than I, your live platform. I like that BlackBerry is beating Speaking Telegraph by 1%. <laughs> my, my brother speaking and, Telegraph doesn't exist. My well, brother informs me that Speaking Telegraph is a landline phone. Neither does BlackBerry, so, you know... <laughs> Very exciting. So go ahead and go there and vote. Uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes, uh, tagoftheandroids.com. And for those of you watching live, it's right here in the chat. Go vote. Go do that. For All them. right. If, if you guys want to know what like what the hell is wrong with the politics in this country, like so the people that have the ability to vote on laws that affect technology are not, quote, not big email users. <laughs> not big <What>? computer users. <laughs> Listen. That's really messed up. Yes, yeah, because this links to an article. And I, I got to think that these people are full of shit when they say that they've never sent an email. But I've never yeah, sent one, but I've dictated many to my secretary who has sent all of them, I hope. Exactly. He's just like, all right, Missy, get out the teletype. Well, the problem is that you can, like, crowdsource stuff like that and get a quick decision, but you can't, like, do anything else that way in your your political... Like, why don't you just handle everything that way? Here, vote on it right here. The Verge poll. Do you want weed legalized and gay marriage and whatever else? Verge poll, and then we'll just... That'll be law. 
Can we do that? I, I I don't see why not, Matt. Miss Graham, can we do that? Is that <laughs> Miss Graham? Well, yeah. What's what's? Is it's that... a he. Really? With that yeah. name? It's a flexible name. Ooh, I don't know how I he's feel. Se- he self-identifies ah, as a man. Lindsay, really? That's so all cool. Yeah. Huh. You have to say it in a southern accent. I feel like that's his stripper name or something. Lindsey Graham. (laughs) Yeehaw. Pew, 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 pew. Pretty sure. (laughs) Hey, guys, pasties or none? What what should we go with? Let's have another Verge poll. Get that on over here. I'm going high heels tonight. All right, fellas. Next on the Verge poll, we have Lindsey. Give it up for Lindsey. Yeah, that's right. Stripping, too. All right. Hey, did and you know all of you who wish to complain? It is show at attackoftheandroids.com. Now, for all of you that wish to complain about that segment, the email is go fuck yourself at android.com. That joeykelly.com.org/slash. Did you know <laughs> your time? Did you know your timeline in Android Maps is just out there for everyone to see? Except that it's not. It's just there for Google to see, which is kind of handy. Yeah. Have you watched your timeline lately? Because I have. You have a very interesting life. <laughs> the the thing that bothers me about this is that it is, well, I mean, let's just put it in, in a context that hopefully none of us are in. Wherein, let's just say that we're the husband, boyfriend, whatever of someone, and we are obsessed with that particular person where they are all of the time. This feature could be used to literally virtually stalk someone, um, and I'm sure that's one of the security concerns that's being voiced. Uh, on the other hand, I have to admit there is a strong, you know, hey, this could be really helpful vibe, wherein I forget sometimes the exact address of where I went so I could look back and see what that address was. You know, not that I need to know the exact address oftentimes, but if I did, that would be kind of handy. I mean, wouldn't it be, I, I've never tried this before. So I just went to the timeline website. Um, just Googled. I just Googled Google timeline. I mean, the very first thing it tells you is that this information is not public. So I'm, I don't really think people are going to be using it to stalk you. And if they are, I mean, they, they could do the same thing on Facebook. Like they could say, oh, you were in this country at, you know, at some point. I assume um, that I, information's only public if you give people your Google password, right? It's one of those fun, like, location or like uh, those monthly things it gives you. It's like, here's all of the things we know about you. It's like location email, you know, that dashboard thing it gives you. Yeah, it's one of those things. And I would say it's not one hundred percent accurate either. No, it it depends how you use your phone. I noticed that it's been more accurate with mine if I put my Moto X into the thing where it knows when I'm driving, because then it's it's forcing it to use the GPS more. And every time I think it flips the GPS on, it's reporting that. So if it's only coming on every now and again, it's not reporting it back as much. I think I haven't tested that or anything. I just that's what it looked like. My timeline thinks that I've been in Slovakia. Mm. It doesn't. It hasn't recorded any time that I've been in Italy. It hasn't recorded any time that I've been in Poland. Um, Apparently, well, I mean, it has my current location, all right. But I mean, this is not. It's not nearly as accurate as I would think. And I've used my phone a lot in these places. Well, what's interesting is that it also says in a couple of different articles that I'm looking at on the subject that this is turned off by default. Well, so, you have I to mean, have it, it, location tracking turned on in your Google account right. in the first place before. But yeah. me and Eric do, and we're talking about once it's on, sometimes it is not that accurate. Well, yeah, what I'm getting at is that from the from the privacy concern standpoint, oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. one of those things that you have to turn on. Right. You have to, of course, keep your phone on you. Um, and of course, it's going to be more accurate if you have your GPS turned on versus not. I personally, every time Google asks me if they want to continue to update my location, even if I'm not uh, having location turned on, I hit no. That's just me. Um, I always like to share all that stuff with people. I like to know when uh, Nick gets home from work. I like to know when my roommate back in Montana gets home from work. I like to know these things. I like to keep an eye on my peeps. 
I need to know where you guys are all at for when shit hits the fan, and I need to, like, assemble everybody. Need to know. News team, assemble. (laughs) Exactly, right? That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) But, of course, uh, being, you know, the pretend privacy conscientious society we are will get all up in arms about this they're doing what yeah oh my god but all the other stuff is okay have people flipped out about this i haven't i mean I've, only I've in germany bro. saying hey it's here only in germany yeah well you can go in there and walk around a a steam bath naked, but they don't. Want I to like that. how this article on Computer World is done. It's all like, and here's a bunch of people that mentioned it, and here's how they've connected the dots. <laughs> okay. Mm. Hmm, so not only does the feature show where you've been, it also shows what specific times you were there, and in some cases, the route you took to get there. Hmm. The timeline also shows pictures that may have been taken at those locations. Hmm. Weird. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's just weird that people are like, oh, I don't know. Maybe that's not weird. Brian Fagoli says, while I can see value in this for family vacations and memorable road trips, I'm sure there are locations you don't want to be reminded of. For example, Google could remind you of that trip last weekend you took down to 50th and Lincoln to buy some crack. I don't want to get reminded of that. Shit, almost got shot. I need to be reminded of that stuff. Or maybe to your prostate exam, or maybe to your funeral or your family's funeral. I want to be reminded <laughs> of that. Yeah. Remember when you died? Yeah. Well, here, let's watch it. I I <laughs> took the authority of setting you up a memories. That's uh, so tacky. It is. <laughs> I hate it when I hate it when Google creates a memory book of my funeral. Right? It's like Mark Twainish. I don't like it. It'll be even worse when Facebook starts putting that out after you've died. The second you're marked as dead, all of a sudden it plays back everything, all of your photos and captions with right. like this sing-songy thing and a voiceover that's, that's all a your friends get it and like, they, um, they can't shut it off. As soon as it knows, right, yeah. it knows your heartbeat it just, stopped. It starts scrolling by and it's this really methodical, you know, noise and it's it's a it's a voice that is like synthesized from that guy that was the background in Quantum Leap, you know. <laughs> Ziggy. <laughs> yeah, Iggy, right. Ziggy Azalea. Oh Ziggy, not Iggy, right. Yeah, that's Ziggy that's a whole Azalea. Different all right, uh, Boy Genius reporting Android M. Some uh, small but important features you're going to love if you ever end up getting it. Uh, so, you know, faster access to all your favorite apps. Activating Google Now with your voice from the lock screen. Love that. Uninstalling apps. Just getting easier. If I, I thought if there was one thing you could do easier, it was uninstalling apps. So, that's good. Uh, customizable quick settings and a more granular battery saving options. Just helpful. I mean, really being helpful for those. I like f- that battery saving part. I, I I would like to have a granular control over which apps get to stay running all the time or not. Yeah. Mm. Just me. Uh, hopefully, we'll see that. I mean, this is one of those things. Where, like you say, it's not. None of these are earth shattering. But I mean, quite frankly. Let's look at it from a from the from the standpoint of where we've come from. We're at version five of Android. We've come leaps and bounds. We've got features on these things that we didn't have even two years ago, and we're we're looking at refinement at this point. <coughs> Additional features, tweaks, things that we can work on. This is an example of that, and and, and this is what we're going to start to see. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, we're going to start to see less and less radical. Woo! You know, big fireworks going off in the background. It's going to mimic what we saw with the phone releases, basically. We were getting pretty serious upgrades and and great new features, but then once we got them all, it was like, oh, well, here, we did this thing, and now this doesn't crash, so cool. Yeah, incremental and And that's, I mean, that's technology, right? That's how it goes, unless you're Microsoft, I guess. Right, in which case we improve it until it breaks. Windows 10 coming soon. <laughs> Another week. Does that make anybody except for me feel really uncomfortable that they're like, 
I feel like they were given some sort of directive by Eric in the government and was like, here, we're going to need everybody to be using this because we've we've baked in something a little special, a little... We think you're going to like this. Yeah. We're bringing the it whole It was their version back. of Steve Jobs and one more thing. Right, yeah, it is. Actually, yeah. Steve's not dead. He's been working for the government the last four years. <laughs> uh, You've seen back doors, but... We have one more thing that you're going to think is really special. We're actually getting rid of back doors, and we're calling it the barn. We're just calling it front doors. <laughs> front doors. <laughs> we're uh, we're <laughs> removing all the locks. We're basically removing all the doors. We're going open air, like a nudist <laughs> colony. Forget the glass house. We're just going to throw rocks. That's right. <laughs> Uh, do you think that there's a market or even a need for Android PCs? A great question asked by JC Tories on Slash Gear, uh, talking about the remix, the mini. Uh, it's a Kickstarter. They did almost six hundred thousand uh, dollars. They had a fifty thousand dollar, fifty thousand dollar goal, and that was when this was written, which was the twenty second today. So where are they at now? Nine thousand. 9,406 backers, $651,802 pledged of the $50,000 goal, and there are 37 days to go. And this is just a Android PC? I mean, it looks nice from... I mean, here, I'll I'll show you guys, if you're watching live, uh, what the... At least the picture here shows. Who knows if that's what it actually is going to look like. But well, that's, it, that's it's cool. actually the little hockey puck thing that you see kind of in the lower left. Oh, so they're not um, bundling like a whole setup. No. You have to All buy it is, it, if you uh, actually go to the Kickstarter, I which want you that have monitor. to go to a couple of links on there uh, from the Slash Gear uh, link that you posted. Um, it, all it is is this small little oval vaguely oval box looks for those of for those of you that are familiar with it looks like a thin client honestly it looks like a small thin client the pc NUC. it's the intel and NUC. yeah and and that's the thing is that to me personally this is one of those why projects because um, q and because the other thing that eric has that sucks oh yeah and because that other yep. thing Eric has that sucks. But but my point is is that I just don't understand why. What is this thing supposed to do? There Joey is, Eric is... Joey Eric, listen. Android was originally conceived as a smartphone platform. Okay, in fact, you guys listen. In fact, it would take four years. Four years and three releases later before Google would officially even support tablets. In Honeycomb, remember that? Pfft, 2011. May it rest in pieces. Even today, however, Android smartphone roots can be seen and felt throughout the platform in our pockets and in our minds. From the way apps are always full screen, to the way multitasking is handled, to the way the entire OS massages its resources. Oh, yeah. So now we're yeah, to the well, point. I, this where... isn't even truly an Android product, though. It's in, it, They call it Remix OS. I like it's that. It's a custom build of Android Lollipop. Mm-hmm. So the reason why it's a custom build, folks, is that you have to – this is an interface at its core designed for a freaking touchscreen. This is an hey. attempt to put a keyboard and a mouse on something that's designed for a touchscreen. What if I put it on my touchscreen? Yeah. What? Hey, go for it. Uh <laughs> But, I mean, the, the the point of this is that what they're trying to sell you on is this idea. You can take this little hockey puck-sized device, plug it into a keyboard, plug it into a monitor, use your Wi-Fi, and for this 10 watts of power, give or take, you know, yeah, yes, I know, I'm talking with my hands, Matt, shut up. Uh, We're computing. <laughs> hey, don't tell us to shut up. We're computing. <laughs> Oh, oh, hold on a minute. Do we all want to do that uh, that thing from that – what was that movie? Um, minority Report? Let's all just Minority Report for a minute. We were mm, Minority mm, Reporting, mm, actually. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> we are anyway, the Minority uh, Reporting. But, I mean, this is a touch OS. This is built from the core up to be a touch OS. And here we are going to put a keyboard and mouse on it. And the only thing, in my opinion, that a keyboard and mouse on Android does better – than the touchscreen, 
Yes, I do have one thing. And that is if you're running a terminal emulator and you're running in and you're remoting into a Windows server, ah. which was designed to have a keyboard and a mouse. I thought you were going to say watching porn. No, nah, it has nothing to do with a keyboard and a mouse. Well, um, okay. Or a touchscreen. Uh, but yeah, but the uh, the keyboard and the uh, and the mouse work perfectly for that sort of thing, logging into a terminal server client. But aside from that, and and that the only reason why that's the case is that that's because you're remoting into a device that was designed to use with the keyboard and the mouse, not a sure. touchscreen. It's like using putty on a droid without a exactly. Yeah, yeah. you're getting into a text interface. If you're trying to hammer out lines of code, a touchscreen sucks. A physical keyboard is infinitely better. So you're saying this is going to appeal to programmers who want to write code on Android. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, is that this is going to appeal to, as far as I'm concerned, no one, Uh, because this is. I mean, obviously, besides the nine thousand people that have already subscribed to it, uh, but the uh, the thing I don't I don't get is that this is no different than the Google Chrome OS. That already exists. I like Chrome, by the way. So do I. I do I most have a of my work I love on it. Chrome. Yeah, I, so I love my Chromebook. I really do. I have wisely. no problem with it. But that's a that's a Google OS that already exists that could probably run on this hardware, and we don't have to rebuild something to do it. And Chrome OS has not taken off. Why? Because people don't actually want it. They have those, though. They, you can buy a little desktop Asus box that is a Chrome. Yeah. The Chrome box or whatever. It's called a Chrome box. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they're not taking off. They're, no one's buying them. They're not, they're not you know, taking the world by storm because most people, the entire point of a smartphone is to be able to carry it in your hand and have a computing experience as you walk around and move. What is that? Entire- that is the biggest f- thing is huge. Sorry. What? My, my Nexus 6? Is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, my Nexus 6. It looks in a white large. Maybe, um, maybe you just have well, dainty hands. So Small, I, I missed some of that. What? You're saying that Chromebooks haven't taken off or Chromeboxes haven't taken off? Both. They're not they, – they have not – I mean we, we don't see people walking into a Best Buy and passing all of the laptops and all of the, the Apple products and going, no, I want that Chromebook. Um, you know, it, it, it's not – it hasn't happened. It's a great platform for surfing the web. It's a great platform if you are in the Googleverse, as most of us that have Android phones are. Not even the Googleverse, it, though. It's anything web browser, which is – 80% yeah. of what most normal people do. It's all disposable yep. computing. Like, that's all yep, it it's is. It's a disposable computer. The catch is, is the second that you go past what you can do with the Chromebook, there's the, or the second you go past web surfing, there's nothing left. Nobody's doing that, though. Who's going past web surfing? What are we doing? We're, well, this said, is, I have like we are three, the outliers. I have three things open mm. right now and they are all web browser tabs except for cool edit. And that's, that's besides the point. Not nobody okay. else is doing podcasts that, you know, normal people. Okay, fine. What I'm getting at is that, you know, photo storage, photo editing, some of that can be done in the Chromebook. Some of it can't. That is but true. I do all that is... stuff on my desktop because I can't, but then I do the rest of it on my Chromebook. I'll, I'll be honest. That most people I know are not editing their photos. Even they're just they're most just people you know aren't taking Facebook. macro photos of marijuana, Eric. So yeah, they're not. Um, well, speaking I, as someone from the smartphone photographers online community, trust me, I'm editing my photos. <laughs> are you taking pictures of macros of weed? No, but we did have a macro contest that's still running this week for uh, staying cool. Ah, so I'm not using my any, smartphone for yeah. that. Have you guys done the tip about using a laser pointer lens over your smartphone lens, and it will turn it into a crazy, like, microscopic macro lens? Just try it. It's a new one for me. Well, there you go. There's a tip for you. Tell uh, Ant that he can have that one uh, with love from me. Laser pointer. Can do. Just the tip. Just, just the tip, oh. though. By the way, he sends his love for not telling him that we had moved this to Wednesdays. He was actually rather miffed last week. 
Oh, because if you listen to the show, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But then again, last week's audio was pretty horrendous. Google's in a much a much better mood today, and we're miking you in stereo. So, all right. So I again in in to wrap this up, I'm gonna guess that this is gonna be another one where the Kickstarter masses were incorrect. And a bunch of people gave a bunch of money for another useless product. Yep. It's dumb. Just my guess. If you had to say, Eric and Joey, what were the 10 most addictive Android games of 2015? We're not even halfway through the year, folks, and we are already determining these things. That is how advanced our civilization is. Yeah. I I don't even know. How do you define addictive? I don't know. I'm just going to read off this list. Have you played Atomas? Nope. I haven't either. Looks cool, though. I'll have to try it. Uh, it's a puzzle game, like Threes, but with Atoms. Ooh, kind of like that. That's kind of cool. Crossy Road? Yeah, I'm playing that one, like, every day. Curry. Crossy Road. Have you played that? I like, can't bring myself to do it. Eric, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. The next one is called Current it. Flow. Have you ever played that? you got to supply energy to light bulbs, and then you get to take those light bulbs and smoke crack out of them. <laughs> That's what makes this game addictive. Oh, uh, God. There's another one called Freaking Math. That's a cool math game. Uh, Swing Copters. <laughs> Looks like Super Mario 3. Uh, Tadpole tad Tap. Awesome. One called Timberman, Two Dots, <laughs> Ultra Flow, and then a bunch of dumb honorable mentions. So, Tim, Timber, whatever you call it, Timberman looks actually kind of fun. Yeah. Just like the art style. All right, so what we should do is take a couple of these each, and we will rate them on how addictive they are. Yeah, like this, like, this is just a sad list. <clears throat> yeah. Especially the honorable mentions, like Cut the Rope, Jesus, 2010 called it wants its fucking game back. Hey, the droid called and it wants its game back. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, like, there's, uh, it, I know you hate them, right. but, I mean, the Telltale games, I think, are probably better games than most of these, and yeah. that came out. Yeah. That first one looks cool. Atomos? Atomos? I'll have to check that out. I don't know. I haven't really, like, installed, I, I can't even tell you what the last app I installed on my phone was. I just haven't been... Canisauce, actually. It's a weed social network. It has a pretty cool app. That was the last app I installed. What's You're going to love the last one I installed. C-A-N-N-A-S-O-S. Canisauce. Uh-huh. Check it out. You're never going to guess what the last one I installed was. Uh, Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Moving on, folks. Moving no. on. I installed Monopoly, the same one I used to play on that Nook forever and ever and ever that, ago. That was a fun game. That one and Uno, I actually, those were cool games. So, All right, uh, so I just got link baited off of that Android um, list of games. Of course to another you did. One. Of course you did. What Apparently, is Android got fined in a Canadian court for showing cleavage in a Street View picture. Android did? Google, excuse me. Uh, I I thought you meant they, like, had the android on the stand and he was just, like, giving his testimony. (laughs) No. I'm sorry, Um, man. I like boobs. What can I say? (laughs) Apparently in 2009, the Street View car happened to take a picture of some woman who was on her steps um, in uh, in a low-cut shirt, bent over, and it – she – (laughs) <laughs> sued Google and apparently won in a Canadian court $2,000 because supposedly it caused her depression and uh, emotional damage. Because Canadians are only worth $2,000 for depression. That makes sense. They're such uh, happy people. Uh, yeah, I just don't... Wow. You know she set that shit up. She was out there like, oh, here comes the car. Boobs. Come on, two thousand dollars doesn't even pay her court costs. Might in Canada. Eh? Are we talking dollars or? I almost said British pounds. Are we talking euros, <laughs> dollars, they... or yen? 
<laughs> they paid her in maple syrup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta open the throat. Uh, let's talk about Google's Project Fi a little bit more, and then we will have a quick discussion of the Howie and Oppo and the onslaught of Chinese phones with backdoors, and then we're all about to be using. So, uh, Joey, take it away. Okay, so Project Fi, I am a few days away from hitting my month, uh, my first month, and I have to admit, let me see, how many days am I away? I have to look now. Um, But I am loving it, honestly. Um, I have used, I'm two days away till the end of my billing cycle, and I have used 0.33 gigabytes of data to date. Um, I'm clearly cruising for at least a $5 rebate on my data usage for using um, under 500 megabytes. And that's going to make this plan $24.95 a month, basically, as long as I maintain that half a gig threshold. If I exceed it, I'll be going up to a $30 a month plan, which who cares? I mean, 30 bucks, it. 10 bucks for a gig of data is not a lot these days, and I am loving it. Um, a side benefit that I didn't actually think I would use, but I actually have found that I like, is the ability to make and answer phone calls from a PC. Didn't think I was going to like that. Didn't think I would use it. It's weird. You'll be sitting, you'll have Gmail pulled up on a computer, and all of a sudden the computer speakers will start uh, making the same ringing sound that the phone does when it gets a phone call and um you just hit answer and as long as you have a microphone and speakers you're in is it clear Um, i like it is the quality like as as if you were on your your phone itself or what it seems to be very close um i would say it's probably identical to the quality that you would get in a voice only google hangout ah that's not bad. They Which, were last I messed with those. They were almost getting to like the Skype quality, almost. Um, yeah, I haven't noticed any dropping. I haven't noticed any weird lag or anything. Um, so I, I have no complaints. Uh, I have used it maybe half a dozen times. Sounds like a good deal in uh, spots that you can actually get it. Yeah, um, and I am definitely loving the phone. The Google Nexus X is a wonderful piece of hardware. Um, no complaints there. Well, one complaint on the camera, um, but it's for one of those things where I would use it and basically no one else on the planet would. So not a big deal. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the product and I'm happy with the plan. And as far as I'm concerned, you're not going to get a better deal anywhere, including Republic wireless, um, for, uh, what you're getting. What? Yeah, and I love Republic Wireless, and, and I had no problems with Republic Wireless. This is just better. There's nothing wrong with Republic Wireless. This is just better. My two cents. Why maybe Google buys this Republic Wireless and then uh, just spins it into Fi? Or spins Fi um, into Republic Wireless to kind of separate it maybe eventually? I actually kind of questioned why... Fi came along after public wireless was out there. Um, you think it would have been be, something Google Ventures would have just been like, here's 10 mil, like, and, yeah, and a guide. Uh, here's a guide um, and 10 mil and a couple engineers, and uh, that would oh, yeah. be. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the reason why that hasn't happened is that <laughs> the um, probably Republic Wireless doesn't want it to happen, would be my guess. Um, they're you owned think by they were prop- com. You think they've been uh, approached? I it wouldn't surprise me, but the, their parent company is bandwidth.com, which is one of the really really big VoIP and data providers for, you know, they they own the big trunk lines that go around the country. And it wouldn't surprise me if bandwidth.com said, "You know what? Let's let's try this, you know, 5% project or whatever Google used to call it, 10% project." Um and and try to do this and we'll, and that will shift more data onto our internet pipes and that will make our internet pipes worth more. So let's do it. And th- that may or may not have been the motivation, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. Sounds um, legit. Yeah. Um, and I, I I'm surprised that Google didn't buy them out, but I'm wondering if they didn't buy them out because um, they're not for sale. And this is going to be the big attempt 
um, from Google to stamp out the guys with the good idea that Google is going to be able to do better. Well, if, if you think about it too, it as Google tends, uh, the more you use, like you said, their services, the better off they are as a company. So imagine if they are, you're not only using their services, but using their service to connect to their services. Like that's a whole nother row of signals that they have to, you know, do their ad and, magic with. And it's also one of, if not the only, uh, no, not not the only. It's one of the few non-advertising uh, revenue streams that Google has. The only other ones that come to mind are basically sales and commissions through the Google Play Store. There really isn't anything else. Definitely. How's your uh, speaking of? How's your how's your connection there, Eric? Doing okay? Yeah, apparently uh, some things that I thought were plugged into my UPS were not. Ah, yeah. So no, that that will happen. Power goes off. Power comes back on. Sure. Having a great time. Hey, it's just another Wednesday hump day here on Attack of the Androids. AttackTheAndroids.com. Check out Eric's show notes every week, usually the uh, day or two before the next episode. Very good. Right. Very brilliant. Very brilliant. I, I enjoy them. I wish I could afford to pay Eric to do show notes for the rest of my podcast. Me too. Me too. So uh, let's talk about this. This is kind of cool. I might kind of want one if it wasn't $250. The Asus Chromebook Flip 2-in-1 mm-hmm. convertible laptop. It's just a dumb thing that's cool, you know? It's just one of those dumb things that are cool, man. That's all. Why are we talking about this? According to Joey, nobody uses Chromebooks. Well, I actually have there. There's two here, and then I bought one. It's in Montana. There's one, and there. There's people use Chromebooks. My mom used one. Uh, they're gonna use one down here at the uh, shop because <laughs> you want to hear something funny. Uh, yeah, go doing for it. a little doing a little network computer troubleshooting, right? And they uh, this this place they have a server, and then they have a old Sony Vio desktop. Uh, and apparently everyone uses the server to do all of their web surfing. And, uh, well, I found a lot of things on there, like, uh, EXEs and things that needed to be removed. And, uh, yeah, it, I thought it was interesting that, so I was like, why don't you just get a Chromebook or a Chromebox and let everyone surf on that, wipe it every night and then lock the server down. First of all, you're running an admin, which you should never be. You should have that account separated and be using a general account, non-admin account. Like, that's just common practice. I mean, XP stays safe for years if you just run in non-admin mode. Um, the, the people not watching video cannot see my head shaking <laughs> up and down like a bobblehead. Yeah, no, you do this for a living. This is just my hobby. But the, you know like, you have to not be running in admin. As any kind of nerd that's ever used Linux, you don't run in pseudo mode. Like, you have to tell it to escalate that, privileges. mode, by the way. Pseudo root mode. You know what yeah, I meant. Well, you know what I meant. I know what you meant, but you're wrong. Thank you. I also just use Chromebooks, so I don't know. <laughs> there is a terminal on the Chromebooks, though, which is kind of cool. So, uh, this thing is a 10.1, 1280x800 quad-core at 1.8. Two or four gigs of RAM. Aluminum chassis, and you know Asus makes those nice chassis. I still like the Transformer Prime design, as far as... That was a nice-looking piece of... Crap. <laughs> that was one shiny turd. I wish this thing were running... I wish it had a um, an Intel processor, though. Is it not? Um, it's ARM? It's it's ARM. It's a Rock Chip RK3288. Mm. Um, people are... I mean, one, one uh, reviewer says um, that that chip delivers performance on par. With Intel power devices, uh, I have I don't think I've seen that be the case with any of these Chromebooks with ARM. I find that's hard to uh, hard to believe, hard to choke down, a little hard to swallow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Gotta open. Yeah, I like that it's got a touch screen. Would you? I. Yeah. I feel like I I don't know. I never want to touch my Chromebook. I I don't even touch my desktop, and it's a touch screen. But it's, it's Windows 8, so I never touch it. 
because I have this awesome mouse. <laughs> My Chromebook is touchscreen, and I use it occasionally. It's a nice thing to have. Yeah, um, I guess it can be it can be like you know helpful, like especially if you're looking at maps and stuff, and you're wanting to um, you know get around quickly. Oh, I do it on um, the keyboard, mouse keyboard. Yeah, um, I I would, but it makes a lot of sense with this because you can sort of fold it into the tablet like uh, configuration. That's cool for sure. Um, I, w- I would love to test one of these out and try it. Um, I bought my I bought my dad and my father in law each a uh, Chromebook for Christmas. Um, so I if this were out, I I think I would be tempted to get this one versus the. Uh, the one that I had gotten them, just because I think that the versatility of being able to fold it into a uh, into a tablet is is cool. It is shiny. All right, so I'm going to totally like rock you guys' worlds for a second. Uh oh. I would love this if it was running Android, not Chrome OS. What? Why? Then it'd just be a big tablet. Wait a but second. it would have second. a tablet with a mouse pad and a keyboard Don't, that was the, permanently attached. Ah, uh, okay. Like Not Asus. one you had to click. Okay. Now, that makes sense, though, because I can see those things wearing out. And one, like, wrong pull out, if you know what I mean, it'll just crack that thing right off. <laughs> oh, I think we do know what you mean, Matt. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> Amazon knows what I mean. I'll tell you what. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Like so this... I, I yeah I don't I don't understand why you would want it. I mean because if you wanted an Amazon, I mean if you wanted a shit now you got me all messed up, Matt. If you wanted an Android <laughs> app, um I mean you could use uh whatever that thing is to install it on on the Chromebook. Yeah, that's I feel like that's a kludgy way to do it, but yeah, you could. I mean, if you had to have it, I just I don't I don't know why you. What would... are you doing with this? What are you gonna expect to do on a two hundred fifty dollars? That first of all seems pricey for a Chromebook. No, that's the regular price for most of them. Really, I feel like mine was the, cheaper. I don't know. Maybe the, the not. new the newer ones are running at 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 uh, at two forty nine. The okay. older ones were one ninety nine, and you could usually get them for one forty nine. Uh, but lately, the retail price is two forty nine, and you can kind and you can find them on sale for one night. That's inflation. You know what I'd like to see on this is like a dual boot. Then, if you were going to do that for two fifty, mm-hmm. dual boot with two, you could have two S- SSDs in there. One mm-hmm. that was just for your Chrome book because yep. you want to have the option to power wash that thing without wiping Android. That way, they're mm-hmm. separate, they're sandbox, whatever, physically. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, dual boot Android on the other one. Um, at that point, then you could put an LTE chip in it if you wanted to go that route, right? Because Android would deal with that. I don't know if Chrome would. I mean, I'm sure it could, but yeah, yeah some the, Chromebooks the have that, the, the antennas in them. The thing that I don't like about my Chromebook is that, oh, excuse me, the thing that I love about my Chromebook is that it is the lightest weight, easiest to use uh, machine I have. There's virtually no problems with it because there's, there's almost nothing that you can can do with it except for access a web browser, which means you're within the web browser sphere. That includes all the Google documents. That includes all the web surfing that you can do, Facebook, yada, yada, yada. So I like it for its simplicity. I like it for its ease of use. Um, And I like the keyboard. I am a keyboard person. I can type 66 words a minute. I am not that good on a touchscreen. So for me, having my Chromebook with a touchscreen is kind of like a non-issue. It's a non-starter. It doesn't make me warm and fuzzy. It also doesn't detract because I'm not going to go touch the device because I'm not expecting it to do anything. What if now, it was I, shaped hmm? like a cheeseburger? Yeah, <laughs> that I'd touch all day long. That's okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, but if I had this one where it was a convertible <laughs> where I would flip it over and I would hide the keyboard, at that point I need to have a way of interacting with it. Touchscreen makes sense at that point, but Chrome OS was not designed with a touchscreen in mind. Hmm. It was designed to be used with the keyboard and mouse. Well, well so the that's Pixel wasn't the, the Pixel was touchscreen, but yeah, the OS itself was not really designed as far as like, right. yeah, right. So what I'm getting at is that a Chromebook without a touchscreen, Chrome OS, perfect. A device like this with a touchscreen, to me, if I've already got Android apps. Those make a lot more sense because I already have a suite of apps that I'm used to using. 
And if I can have the exact same apps on this with a touchscreen and the addition of a keyboard and mouse, now I'm super happy. And that's, by the way, one of the reasons why I really like that Asus that uh, we both had. Yeah, the Transformer uh, Prime. Um, yeah, the um, Transformer Prime. Yes. Transformer Prime, right? Um, and uh, I kind of miss that. <laughs> well, one of the reasons why I bought the Chromebook. Actually. It'll be uh, interesting to see. I do also like how the Chromebook in the File Explorer incorporates your drive into it, just like in the tree. So, like, I'm constantly editing those photos for the weed reviews on the desktop and then I upload them all into drive and then I go to work and once they're in there after they're edited because I can't do that obviously on my Chromebook then I just go and copy them into my you know local hard drive on the Chromebook and then put them into the thing and then they're done like it's really handy having it right there and not having to go to the the site there is a Chromebook uh, or a Chrome browser add-in for photo editing, Matt, that you might want to take a look at. Um, it's called Polar, P-O-L-A-R-R. Hmm. And uh, the biggest restriction I found with it is that you can't upload a full-res photo from a 13-megapixel smartphone into it. Ah, it won't See, I'm, it. It, I'm it, shooting it all these with the Canon EOS, and then I'm bringing that onto my desktop and using this screenshot program. Uh, Winsnap to like screenshot the piece of the photo I want because sometimes I'm blowing them up and zooming into a section of it rather than load the whole thing into Photoshop which just lags I it's easier to use Windows photo thing to zoom in cut the screenshot out and then I bring those PNGs into Photoshop and then save for web once I'm done editing which is usually a lot of sharpening and adjusting the colors and everything for the the lighting I was using this might work for you. It's free. Polar, P-O-L-A-R-R. It is a Chrome browser add-on. Nice. All right, we're like an hour in, but I do want to have a quick discussion about the Howie P8 Lite and the Oppo R7 and whether or not we'll hear from Eric first. Are we going to see all of these Chinese phones coming to a Verizon or a T&T or T-Mobile carrier? Maybe eventually. I don't think it's going to happen this year personally but who knows i guess there's no shortage of shortage of people who want cheap phones um i i'm i still don't see the appeal whatever joey do you see the appeal now that you've stuffed your face (laughs) sorry I was going to say, as I'm scarfing down my tortilla chip. I think they're good Um, phones, and they have a good... I mean, Hugo Barra over there is doing great things, as we've seen. For uh, Is he with Howie? Or no, he's with the... uh, mm, What's it called? I totally can't think of it. Xiaomi. Xiaomi, thank you. So, another Chinese manufacturer. In a word... um, I think this will happen because if we look at a parallel, sort of, um, we saw – I'm going to step back. In all seriousness, I'm going to make a motorcycle analogy, and I know everyone's going to – some people are going to hate this. But in all seriousness, we started off in this country with motorcycles that were made in the U.S., and then we saw an influx of Japanese-produced motorcycles from multiple manufacturers. And then the market changed. And then now we're seeing Chinese made, not just designed, but Chinese made and designed motorcycles that are coming into the country. And they're starting with a small cult following. Like Honda and Suzuki and Kawasaki. Those are Japanese. Those came in in the 60s, largely. Okay. Um, 60s and 70s. But now we're seeing Hyosung. Uh, H-Y-O-S-U-N-G, um, and they're bringing in a line of all Chinese designed and made uh, cruisers and sport bikes and whatnot. And my point is is that there will always be someone out there that thinks they can do it cheaper. And if they can pull it off and do it cheaper, then they will find a market. Then they win. You, Not always. You win capitalism because, at that point. Well, until, yes and no. Until people start dying on your shitty made cheap motorcycles, right? 
Well, right. There's that. I mean, you know, that, that that's the thing is that, you know, we're talking about two very different things. Obviously, a cell phone is not a life or hopefully not a death causing instrument, potentially. Um, I hope not. Anyway, um, if your but, Ashley yeah. Madison account got hacked and your wife finds out it might be, you don't know. but um yeah but yeah i mean this is like i say this is a very different market but what i'm getting at is that we are all we're all seeing the evolution of the car and the motorcycle industry and it's it's going towards more and more offshore and the reason for that is because the offshore is able to do it cheaper and allegedly better um again there's a lot of debate on that but i think at some point we're going to see you know, you walk into Walmart and you go to Straight Talk and you're going to have a choice of a half a dozen Chinese phones for a hundred dollars. And, oh, here's the Samsung for a buck fifty. And there you go. Make your choice. And a lot of people will buy the cheaper phone. Walmart sells motorcycles. No, I'm talking about phones. Oh, all right. I was confused. Uh, <laughs> Eric. What would you ever buy one of those motorcycles? From Walmart, um, a, a motor. I wouldn't buy much from Walmart, if anything. Not a motorcycle, though. Not a not a motorcycle. I mean, unless I was trying to kill somebody. You wouldn't put your life like, in the I'm, hands of Walmart's buying power in getting you a good deal on a motorcycle. Yeah, I don't think so. Hmm. Wouldn't wouldn't think so. Well, we'll cross that road when we come to it, I suppose. Oh my God, Egg Fu Young on face. I just realized, I forgot, the highest songs are Korean, not Chinese. Ah, <laughs> well, that was racist. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. So, so in order to prevent any further racism in this show, we're going to go ahead and just call it quits right there. <laughs> Eric, what is our non-racist email address, please? If you'd like to complain about Joey's rampant racism, you can do so at showatattackoftheandroids.com. Fantastic. Join us every week. Usually at attackoftheandroids.com slash live, and that's where the Hangout video will be for the week previous until Eric gets around to posting the episode the day before the next one goes live. So, hey, be grateful he's even doing it all, because I'll tell you what, he's not getting paid shit. So, this is all a labor of love, because we're that bored. So, I hope you enjoy it. We're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes, leave us a review, we appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, check out all of our cool stuff on the internet and our social networks and whatnot. So, thanks for listening, and we'll have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.